Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audioboom, and many more. Locked On Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Locked On Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am glad you came back and clicked that play button to listen to everything about the San Antonio Spurs. But the Locked On Podcast Network isn't just about the Spurs. I know, craziness, huh? There is so much to listen to and enjoy on the Locked On Podcast Network from NFL, other NBA teams, fantasy basketball, golf. It's all there for every single sports fan to enjoy. And you can find almost every show online, not just from audioboom.com, from TuneIn to Stitcher, Google Play. The network is everywhere. I highly recommend you go and check it out and put a like on iTunes, rate us with five stars, leave a nice comment. Anything you can do to help the network, I appreciate. But you are here for Spurs discussion, not me promoting the network. And I get it. But for this episode, I am joined by Derek Machen of NewsForSanAntonio.com. You probably might recognize his name. He did a uh, News for San Antonio Spurs roundtable with me a few months ago. Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. So let's just dive right into this. The Olympic play has begun, and for Spurs fans, they're keeping a keen eye on the basketball tournament, in particular teams like France with Tony Parker, Australia with Patty Mills, Argentina with Manu, and the new Spur, Patricio Garino, and of course, uh, what am I missing here? I'm sorry, uh, Team uh, Spain with the new Spur, Pau Gasol. So much to talk about, so let's just dive into pretty much the surprise team, and that is actually Patty Mills and Team Australia. They're off to a quick 2-0 record in group play. Are you surprised, Derek, by Australia's strong performance, at least early on in the uh, tournament? No, not at all, Jeff. You know, Pat, Patty Mills has just been on fire so far. I know he scored 26 points in one game. I think it was against China or something like that. But, you know, they got Bogut on the defensive end, Matthew Delavadova with his championship experience with the Cavs. He's leading the charge. Like they got a really good roster. Oh, and Joe Ingles, he can shoot it from three. They yep. got a pretty pretty stacked roster. Yeah, and they can move the ball very well. At least in the first two games, you saw insane ball movement from the Boomers. You know, quickly recapping, Australia actually beat Tony Parker and Team France in the opening game, 87 to 66. Patty Mills dropped 21 points in that game, and then they went on to beat Serbia, 95 to 80. Again, Patty Mills is the leading scorer with 26 points. So he's definitely getting it done for Team Australia. And you look at about it overall, he's leading Team Australia, Patty Mills that is, with 23.5 points per game. Definitely getting it done in Rio. Hopefully this will transition and kind of like come over with him once Spurs training camp kicks in there, Derek. You know, Jeff, he's been putting a lot of work in the weight room, working hard this offseason. 
to capitalize off of what he did during the postseason. He didn't really show up. He didn't really make the shots that yeah. we needed him to make. But, I mean, it's great to see them, him do this. All I care about is that if he brings this during the season, that's that's going to be great for him. Exactly. In two games, Patty Mills is the leading scorer for the entire Olympic field at 23.5 points per game in two games. He's averaging about 30 minutes per game. He's accumulated 47 points grand total. He's shooting 47% from the field, 33% from downtown, and 92% from the free throw line. Obviously, he's not going to do that with the Spurs with the time that he's allowed to play on the court. But if he could just give you know, half of that off the bench for the San Antonio Spurs next season, I think all Spurs fans would be happy about that, huh, Derek? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, now moving on to the new Spur, Pau Gasol and Team Spain. Off to a very, very rocky start. Almost a surprising start in group play. They're 0-2. I know. Team Spain, the FIBA world rank number two Team Spain is winless in group play. They last played Brazil and losing a very close game, 66-65. Pau Gasol led the way for Team Spain, 13 points and 10 rebounds, but he almost contributed, well, he did contribute to the losing effort in the sense of he bricked two key free throws down the stretch of the game, which could have helped Spain at least eke out a win. But instead, he bricked them both. Ah, you know what? Team Spain loses. Are, is this surprising for you right now, Derek, seeing Team Spain struggle so much early on? I think it's a big surprise. They're number two. You were saying they're number two in the rankings. They got Pau Gasol, Sergio Lowell. Like they got they got a lot of really good Spanish players. But I mean, I think it's just the chemistry. They can't they they can't piece it together. Yeah, you know, talk about the loss of not having Marc Gasol or even Sergio Baca in uniform for Team Spain. That that's all defense right there. Baca blocks what two three shots a game last season in the nba marcus saw he was a big anchor for the memphis defense you know he broke his foot during the season that's why he's out it's they could be so much better but without those two key pieces their defense is just it's yeah it's not good (laughs) i know i mean you look at it i think even the loss to croatia that was their other loss you know that team spain suffered i think they gave up what 25 points in the fourth quarter to croatia I mean, that is just absurd, and that just shows you how key players such as Ibaka and Marcus all are for Spain. Now, they, they have a chance to rebound um, and get a win. They take on Nigeria uh, by the time you listen to this show, but they need they desperately need to get a win because they're 0-2 right now. They're technically not out of getting out of group play and advancing to the next round, but still... One more loss, and they're in trouble. I mentioned they're playing Nigeria, but let's just say for some crazy reason they lose to Nigeria, they got to take on a powerful Lithuanian team. You know what, Derek? And one thing I also want to bring up is this. With players such as Gasol, you mentioned Lowell, Sergio Lowell, they have Ricky Rubio still, Rudy Fernandez. Uh, they, they, they have Meritic on the squad this is just surprising. I'm, I'm really a bit surprised. And I'm almost thinking that maybe they're just not playing within themselves, meaning they think like, hey, we're the mighty Spanish team. 
every team's going to roll over for us. I mean, I hope they're not having that type of mentality, Derek. Yeah, just because you got the number two ranking in the world doesn't mean you're going to expect to blow out every team by 20-plus points, you know. Uh, yeah, back back to it again. It's just piecing it together, getting that chemistry, making sure everyone's doing their job. But they also have to have that passion, that fire in their belly. Like, back back in the previous years, Spain used to always put up great matchups versus the best in the world. But now it's just like they're expecting to win and you yeah. can't you can't really win with that kind of expectation. No, you really, really can. And yes, not having Marcus Hall and Ibaka in uniform hurts, but it shouldn't be this much. Well, maybe it is because you look at the loss against Brazil, they lost with a tip in uh, from a Brazilian player at the end. Imagine if Ibaka or Marcus Hall was there, they would have boxed them out or maybe got the rebound of what you know stopped the guy from tipping it in something but yeah you know Paul Gasol is there and yes I know his defense isn't the greatest but he's still a big man quote unquote so hopefully this is not a sign of things to come Derek oh god I hope not I really <laughs> hope not <laughs> I know well speaking of Paul Gasol let's see how the new spur is doing out in Rio he is leading the way for Team Spain with 19.5 points per game and leading Team Spain with rebounds with 9.5. He is their top performer for uh, Team Spain out in Rio. But uh, you know what? Team Spain, they just got to snap out of whatever funk they're in because remember, Derek, this is supposed to be the quote-unquote biggest threat to Team USA. Yeah, that in France, you know, they just... I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. You watch them play. They have all the big-name players. They just can't. Well, you know, Spain doesn't really have that fire in their belly. Like, they don't seem like they're just expecting to win every time. You know, they gave up 25 points to Croatia in the fourth quarter. That's that's just like slacking on the defensive end, just like expecting to win. You know, they're not really putting in 100% effort. I mean, you can see that on on the floor when you watch them. Yeah, you, you know, I agree with that. I mean, giving up 25 points to Croatia was not characteristic of Spain. You know, even without Marc Gasol, defensively, they still should be fine. You know, we all know about Paul Gasol and his weak defense at best. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is just simply that, that they're missing Marc Gasol that much and losing him really hurt. I mean, also think about this. They also don't have Serge Ibaka. He's not playing. Uh, for Team Spain this uh, Olympic run. So defensively, perhaps they are hurting right now without Marcus Hall and Sergi Baca. But if you're a Spurs fan, at least you're kind of liking what you see so far from the newest center, 26-9 and versus Croatia, 13-10 and versus Brazil. That's a double-double right there, and he's known for being putting up that despite his age. So that looks good for uh, Spurs fans heading into next season. Spain will next play Nigeria. Hopefully they will beat them. They should beat them. Uh, I'd be shocked if they don't, but that should be a win for Spain. And and especially, too, Spain has to win. They just, just no doubt about it. They have to win or they're not going to get it out of group play. And also, before we go on, uh, Team Australia is playing Team USA. Later today, by the time we listen to this show, they will play Team USA uh, in group play, which should be a very, very good game all right so two teams down one more to go maybe uh, yep that's right they no two more teams to go let's talk about Manu Ginobili and the new spur Patricio Garino 
for Team Argentina. Surprisingly, Derek, they are 2-0. and They are undefeated. Are you shocked? No, not at all. I mean, they they know it's Manu's last ride most likely, probably Scola's last ride. I mean, it is the golden era of Argentinian basketball. It's still there, so... I mean, they're doing they're doing great so far. It's great to see that for Manu. Yeah, yeah. Manu and Team Argentina have been looking um, pretty solid uh, in the opening couple of games of group play against Nigeria. They walloped them, ninety four to sixty six, and against Croatia, they the same team that beat Team Spain, they beat them, Argentina, ninety to eighty two. And, you know, you're looking at this squad. Yeah, you bring up a good point. They are old. This is the last run of the golden era of Argentinian basketball. Scola's probably not going to play again. Manu, definitely, he is retiring from the Argentinian national team. Even guys like Nocioni, Delfino, they're probably not going to be there anymore. But one thing I'm walking away from watching Team Argentina play is the play of the new spur. Patricio Garino. What have you thoughts about him? He's looking like another steal for San Antonio. I really like the guy. I mean, he's very energetic. He's got, I mean, that's exactly what we need. We need useful, young, and just athletic forwards, guards, anything, just to throw off the OKC's, Golden States of the West. I mean, yeah. anything from him. That's It's great. Exactly. And they might as well throw in the Clippers in there, and that list as well. They'll be a team to be dealt with in uh, the new season. But, of course, you know, we're talking about the um, team Argentina, and, of course, you got to focus on Manu Ginobili. Uh, against uh, Nigeria, I like the fact that Manu Ginobili put up five assists. It's good to know that he can still dish with the best of them as well. Uh, as far as uh, scoring-wise, he played about 24 minutes in that opening win and dropped about 12 points. That's pretty good. And for the newest spur, he played in 26 minutes versus Nigeria and ready for this 15 points not bad at all and you know six rebounds I'll take that if he could give you that off the bench next year uh Derek uh for San Antonio that's got to be pretty good yeah that's going to set us over the top especially with our bench that's that's what we need to work on the most I think especially against Golden State because you know even though they signed Durant they still kind of lost their main pieces off the bench, like Barbosa, Spades to Los Angeles. So if we can beat them off the bench, I think we got a good shot, especially with, like, the new people that are coming in, Burton, uh, Garino, all those new Spurs. Yeah, you know, with uh, with the team Argentina and, of course, Simone Ginobili, he is the third leading scorer for Team Argentina at 12.5 points a game behind Luis Scola, 20.5 and Facundo Campazzo's 14 and a half. So good to see from Manu Ginobili. He still is productive. Hopefully he'll bring that productivity to the Spurs in what is more than likely his farewell season in San Antonio. Um, and again, some more stats for you, Spurs fans. Patricio Garino, five uh, rebounds per game. That makes him the third leading rebounder for Team Argentina. And Manu Ginobili comes in second. Uh, with the most assists per game for Team Argentina at three and a half. So Mono looking solid. The new spur, Patricio, he's looking solid. Good news from Argentina's side of the Olympic tournament. And finally, it is Team France. 
and Tony Parker. By the way, we're going to be talking a lot about Tony Parker in a little bit, so brace yourselves for this, man. It's going to be an interesting chat between me <laughs> and Derek. But Team France has also been looking kind of 50-50, if you will. Uh, they pretty much destroyed China 88-60. to That was good to see. And that was in the second game of their group play out in Rio. But in the first game, it was actually Mills versus Parker. And Paddy Mills and Team Australia upset the high-ranked Team France 87-66. to Let's talk about what's going on with Team France. They're 1-1. One one. They next play Serbia. So that'll be a challenge for them. But, hmm, you want to call that first loss a fluke? To Team Australia, or is that the real deal? I think that's the real deal. You know, Australia Australia's got a, a really good roster that can uh, keep up with the best of France. You know, they got Mills, Delavadova, Bogut, but just because France has the big name players like Parker, Rudy Gobert, Nicholas Batum, doesn't mean they got it all together with their chemistry. I think it. I think it was probably more on that that end of the spectrum. Their chemistry. You know, they just they need to get in the rhythm. It just didn't seem like they could get in the offensive rhythm versus Australia. Yeah, you know, they just were not. And defensively, they looked terrible, terrible. Uh, you know, letting mm-hmm. Australia get to the rim with these dunks, layups, backdoor cuts. It's almost as if, like, Team France stepped on the court thinking, hey, we're Team France, and we're going to beat these guys. We just got to show up. No, they got to do a little bit more effort than that. Even former Spur, Boris Diaw, he was very vocal about the loss to Team Australia, saying what was going on. You know, this is not us. You know, this is not Team France basketball. They did rebound pretty well by shellacking China, but they got a big test coming up against Serbia. Now, statistically, Tony Parker leads Team France at 16 points per game, followed by former Spur, Nana Dukola, who averages 12.5 points per game. Uh, Assists, Tony Parker is right up there. He leads Team France with five a game. And right behind him is former Spur Diaw with three and a half. And rebounds per game, that's Rudy Gobert at seven and a half. So Team France looks like they may have got it a good win against China. But I'd like to see how they go against a better team, Team Serbia, a team that you don't want to rest on because they will up and surprise you. I think it just has to do with more of getting your team together, getting the flow going, getting the chemistry, making sure it's all there so that when they execute it on the court, it's flawless. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that is your quick Olympic update, and especially from the uh, Spurs players that are out there for the individual team. So it's good to see that everybody's playing well. Uh, But before we transition to the next hot topic, I want to remind you, please go out to the Locked On Podcast Network on audioboom.com. So much content, so much shows to be listened to from NFL, NBA, golf, fantasy basketball. It's all there at the Locked On Podcast Network. You can actually also find this show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, audioboom.com itself, and so many other places. Please go out and support the Locked On Podcast Network. All right. But with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Steven Jackson, the former Spurs forward, who pretty much put Tony Parker on blast recently. So hang on tight, and we'll be right back. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily podcast on the San Antonio Spurs, 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, we are back, and as I mentioned, uh, Captain Jack went at the mouth recently and called out his former teammate Tony Parker. If you've not heard about this, then you've been living on a rock, but basically I'm going to sum it up. He did an interview with ESPN True Hoop, and the question they asked him was, hey, have you ever come across double agents, meaning the players that kind of snitch, tattletale on players in the locker room, kind of like, hey, coach, so-and-so said this, you know, that kind of attitude. And they asked Captain Jack, has he ever come across players like this? And he jumped at the opportunity and called out Tony Parker. He called him selfish. He said he's the reason why the Spurs lost in 2012 in the Western Conference Finals uh, to the Thunder. He said he was trying to play hero ball, that Jackson felt that Parker was on the bench doing sneaky stuff behind Jackson's back, trying to get him out and bring in Mono Ginobili. Uh, I mean, if you have not read about it, go to newsforsanantonio.com slash Zone to read all about it. But... Derek, Captain Jack, he really did a number to Tony Parker. What were your thoughts when you first read the news article? <laughs> yeah, he really he really tore him a new one. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, you know, I think this is more of a he said, she said kind of dilemma. You know, Captain Jack, he, he's one of the more – he has one of the biggest personalities. Ah, can we start that over? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, go. <clears throat> You know, I think this is more of a he said, she said dilemma. Captain Jack has always been a big time personality in the locker room, has always kind of butted heads with other players, and so is Tony Parker. I mean, he had that little feud with Brent Berry back in the day, but I'm not too sure about this. I'm not sure if those comments are the actual truth, but I believe that there could have been some some jealousy of from Parker because Jackson hit six threes in that game. I, I, I mm-hmm. recall. Yeah, Jackson. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just. Yeah, I. I it see could what, be anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could have been anybody, but you know, this is not the first time that uh, you no know, Jackson's been in hot water with the Spurs. If you recall, in 2013, the Spurs waived him right before the playoffs, mm-hmm. citing you know his big personality being a disruption. So there's that. You mentioned the Brent Berry thing with Tony Parker. There's even been a former Spurs uh, guard who's actually playing in the Olympics right now for Brazil, Alex Garcia. He, uh, about a year ago, did an interview in uh, Brazil, and it was done in Portuguese, and I got a loose translation, and he was calling out Parker as well for being bipolar and (laughs) saying that one day he talks to you, one day he doesn't. You know, you hear a lot about this stuff. You got to wonder if sometimes Parker is at the root of it all. But Jackson's, you know what, Jackson? You know, if if you want to talk about selfishness, Parker had what double digit assist in that game. He had a 29 and 12. Mm -hmm. Jackson had what, zero or one at least? So who really is being selfish here? I think think it's Jackson. He's kind of trying to take the spotlight back on him. You know, he's trying to make an NBA comeback. But, I mean, that's not going to fit with us, especially if he's calling out the Spurs. He practically just lost his job with us there if he had a shot. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, He wants to make a comeback into the NBA. He's been talking about the Warriors. Who knows? Maybe he called out the Spurs to make 
the Warriors see like, yeah, see, he's not going to go back to our chief rival in the West. You need to bring him on. But Captain Jack, you know, really stole the spotlight yesterday when this news broke about him not taking a liking to Tony Parker as a teammate. But yeah, I, I still left with that seed in my brain thinking, well, what if, you know, Jackson doesn't hold back. He tells it as it is. He's always been known to do that. What if, again, he's doing it again? What if he's just saying the truth that Parker is at the root of everything, at least in this situation, and at the root of them losing to the Western Conference Finals? But, Derek, it's not just one single player that lost the game. It took a collective team. Uh, you know, if you miss a free throw here, you play a hero ball there, you know, Pop will yank you out. But it's, you know, Captain Jack should not be just putting all the blame on Parker for that Western Conference Finals loss. But then again, I saw that he had a quote saying that um, Coach Pop came to him, Timmy, and Manu saying, "Yeah, we should have let. I should have left y'all in there. You guys had it going." And that was kind of Jackson's proving point. Like, hey, Parker came in. He kind of messed up what we had going. So I, I think he's just trying to. He's still a little salty about what happened, but I think it's it's again. He said, she said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the Spurs are not known for this type of drama. You know, you know, on off the court, this is rare. Uh, you know, does it? You know, does this tarnish Parker's reputation? No, he's still a he's still a good basketball player. He's definitely Hall of Fame bound with his international career and NBA career together. So, you know, it, it's it's almost. I feel like I'm doing a TMZ segment right now. So it feels like <laughs> this is exactly what this feels like. Like I'm doing keep it up of, with Jackson. <laughs> yeah, keep it up with Jackson on TMZ Sports or, or the Locked On TMZ segment. But yeah, it's it was kind of icky. I felt icky when I found it and I wrote about it on NewsForSanAntonio.com. Uh, but you know, it had to be done, had to be said, and put it out there. And Spurs fans really did chime in. They, they were just kind of. It almost felt like they're in two camps. Like, yeah, Jackson's telling the truth. You know, Parker is this. You know bug in the locker room he is causing problems then you have the other camp saying nah this is like you said jackson being salty but have you noticed that derek a lot of spurs fans they're almost split they either they like parker or they really don't like him yeah i mean just just from his history jackson brent barry it's just he's he's done a a number of kind of suspect things but I mean, he still brought us championships. He's still loyal to the city. He took pay cuts. I mean, I'm on Parker's side. I love the guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, but, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I'm on Parker's side here. I mean, something like this should have just been kept behind the locker room, Jackson, not. Or even talk one-on-one about it. Something yeah. Something like that, not make it public. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if anybody brings this up to Parker out in Rio about Jackson's comments, see what he have to say. I think Parker would just kind of laugh it off and probably not even answer the question. But, uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Hopefully this. Hopefully Jackson just. You know what? Jackson just needs to move on already. Just move on. You know he stopped lingering in the past. You want to make a comeback? Great. Do your comeback. But enough of this. You know maybe he just wants to be in the spotlight as long as he can and just hanging on to that. Fifteen minutes. Well, I mean, don't bring to... don't bring us into it. Spurs <laughs> have never been known for that. So why why start now? Yeah, exactly. But. One thing the Spurs will not be known for anymore is hunting for sandwiches. Another thing they won't be known for is the Red Mamba anymore, Red Rocket. 
um, that goofy guy that comes off the bench and drops threes and the occasional awkward-looking dunk. <laughs> I'm talking about the Matt Bonner era is over in San Antonio. Wipe your tears, Derek. Wipe your tears. Man, I know it you'll, hurts. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Uh, maybe you should eat a sandwich in his honor today. <laughs> If you I haven't, just I just might. Yeah, I, just, I think I think all Spurs fans should do that. But if you haven't heard, uh, Matt Bonner did an interview with uh, Concord Radio, his hometown of New Hampshire, and they asked him what's going on with the Spurs, any movement there. And Matt Bonner pretty much said that he is not, he doesn't expect to come back to San Antonio. And he actually quote said, "I'm probably not going to be with the Spurs." End quote. And you kind of saw this writing on the wall, Derek. You know, this influx of youth, the new additions, uh, Pau Gasol, Deadman, we're going to mention the youth again, uh, DeJounte Murray, Davis Bertans should have given it away right then and there about mm-hmm. Bonner's fate in San Antonio. But as I mentioned before, that Bonner era is over. It looks like he will not return to San Antonio. Like I said, Derek, and I'm going to ask you, was it pretty much writing on the wall that this was going to happen? Yeah, I think it really was. You know, we're trying to make that youth jump. Plus, how much are we paying Bonner? Like a million and a half. We need that cap space to possibly get more free agents for next year. And, you know, his his career has been on the decline. And I saw his uh, stats beforehand, and they've just been the highest amount of points he's scored is eight points a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's still respectable coming off the bench, but still, like, you – you want more from him. You want a different, not a one-dimensional player, spot up, shoot the three. You want you want something more from your stretch four. Yeah, you really do. Uh, you bring a little versatility to the court. Matt Bonner was nearly one-dimensional. Just if, I, if he's making his threes, they're going they're going down great. If they're not, well, he's useless out there. But you know, he had his moments in San Antonio. He represented the Spurs back in 2013 at the All Star Game at the three-point shootout. He almost won it. He went to the finals but didn't, but nonetheless did an outstanding performance. I mentioned his Coach B series. If you have not seen that on YouTube, I highly recommend it. It's just very this goofy, awkward, alternative, alternate personality he has called Coach B and teaches the fundamentals of basketball. And then you even got like other stuff such as his sandwich hunting, the Red Mamba, you know, I tell you this much, though. Big Red has just probably lost one of their biggest pitchmen they can ever have. <laughs> but what do you what what do you remember best about Matt Bonner? Who don't forget, he's a two time NBA champion, Matt Bonner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly, one thing I remember most from him, other than his Spurs day, I remember watching a clip from his high school video, and he was in a dunk contest. And he had the, the, it's, I swear, you can look it up. It's the goofiest dunk contest. And he won it. He actually won no, it. he did not. <laughs> yes, he did. He was at the free throw line. He threw the ball right between his legs, turned around, and just did a tomahawk. And the whole crowd went crazy. But, like, you watch it, it just, it doesn't look athletic. It doesn't, it just looks awkward. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the one thing I, like, like, that just characterizes Matt Bonner, like, to the T right there. Yeah, I might actually miss him in the locker room. Uh, whenever I would go into the Spurs locker room, whether it be at home or on the road, he was very open. He was always willing to talk to the media. I mean, he goofed around with the media a lot. He, uh, you know, was always he was always my go-to. If I couldn't get any type of interview with, say, Kawhi or Manu or Timmy or Tony or whoever, 
you know, Bonner was always kind of good old reliable. You go to him, he'll give you a good quote, he'll talk to you. Oh, but on a, a personal memory I have of him, and he um, was just sitting by himself, New Jersey, before the Nets moved to Brooklyn. And he was sitting by himself, and I went up to him, and I was talking to him about the Coach B series, and he started laughing. He goes, oh, do you like it? But I know what he got his inspiration from. It was from this goofy, uh, crazy uh, Adult Swim Cartoon Network show. And he and I started talking about that. And next thing you know, I'm having this long conversation with Matt Bonner about everything but basketball. We're talking about the characters on this TV show, what characters he adopted from the TV show, and so on and so forth. So I'm going to miss that, Matt Bonner. But in the interview, Derek, he did say he still wants to play in the NBA, that his agent is still looking for a team that could use his services. Watch him go to the Warriors. Oh, my goodness. If he did that, I... I don't know what what the stand. I don't know if there's going to be like a standing ovation or a bunch of boos coming from the crowd when they announce him during the pregame. But you know, it's, <laughs> that'll I be interesting. I can't see him in blue and yellow. I can't. Like it looks so weird. Yeah, he did say though he wants to play in Boston. I heard that's yeah that's something yeah. that's a possibility. Yeah, he did say he would love to close out his career in Boston with the Celtics, considering he grew up in the area. And he grew up a Celtics fan. Wouldn't be surprising. I actually think it would be fitting for him, too, to uh, call it a career back in his home state and with the team he uh, grew up uh, loving to watch. But the Matt Bonner era is over. My God, what an offseason. We lose Tim Duncan, and now we lose Bonner? It's madness. It's it's pure madness. <laughs> Are we going to have a Matt Bonner day in San Antonio like there's a Tim Duncan day? I think there should be like a sandwich day. A sandwich day. A sandwich like, day, yeah, to commemorate Matt Bonner and everything he's done. I think I think what Spurs fans need to do is post on their social media, whether it be their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like on today, uh, was it eight August 10, 2016, the day the Matt Bonner era came to an end? Just post a random sandwich and just put like <laughs> hashtag Red Mamba or like never forget Red Mamba. Just something like that. It would be awesome. I think Matt Bonner would get a kick out of that. But what Hopefully it'll start a trend on Twitter or something like that. <laughs> I, I hope it would. You heard it here first. Derek and I started this trend. But what would be your picture? What sandwich would you post? A, a traditional grilled cheese or would you go something more complex? Ooh, I'm more of a fan of ham and turkey, to be honest. Right. So. I think Matt Bonner would approve of that. <laughs> His sandwich hunter. But no, so... Today is the day, that likely, the Matt Bonner era ended. Who knows? I mean, he said he probably is not going to go with the Spurs anymore. So he said probably. He didn't say definitely. So, But if he does come back, I think all Spurs fans would be rejoicing. But it just doesn't look that way. Not with the team already at almost maximum capacity roster-wise. So Matt Bonner, thanks for the memories. Thanks for helping with two titles. You know, go and good luck in your next venture. And who knows? Maybe you might take a coaching position, Derek, or some sort of front office uh, spot. I could definitely see Pop doing something like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Derek, where can people find you on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and follow you? I believe you're also an intern at News 4 San Antonio right now. Yes, sir. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Machen55. That's M-A-C-H-E-N 55. It's a funky last name, I know, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to get used to it when Derek and I recorded a show. 
a few months ago. He had to say like the chin, like the face of a chin. Yeah, the the month of May and your chin. Just yeah. combine that together, and you got me. Bam. That's it. So easy to remember. All right. So for Derek Mason, see, I can do it. I'm Jeff Garcia. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Locked On Spurs. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long lasting 10 year LED bulbs now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.